Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's official, baby. The Euros is happening, and it's happening this bloody week. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, the 7th of June. I'm Jules Free. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It is a brand new week. It's a Monday and it's the week of the goddamn Euros. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It so feels good. real now, right? It does feel yes. real. And also, like, it's, it's been three years since the tournament, which is weird. We've never really experienced that before. So I'm so ready. I've, I've got a year's worth of ready. We've He's got, flapping around his Euro chart. I've got a Euro chart. I'm considering buying a, a North Macedonia concept kit. <laughs> it looks like an inverse kind of uh, Japan flag job. It's beautiful. Is that the one for you? That's the one for If If they could make the North Macedonia uh, flag into a kit with the kind of like the sun and the... <laughs> that would look really cool. They've not done that. And that's what's upsetting. Oh, it's upsetting. <laughs> but you know what? What a week for the Euros to start as well. Yeah, the weather glorious. here in England is balmy, scorching. Where mm. we've all got our legs out today. Oi, oi. Yep. I just realised I got paint on mine. Oi, oi. What have you been painting? Uh, what have you been painting? I painted. Uh, I painted a bench. Did you? I made it. Uh, I painted it red and white and brown, and then realised I'd basically made it look like a uh, like a the entrance to um, Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pagoda. 
you you're allowed to be doing this. You're not just like <laughs> knocking around painting memorial benches I'm the Berkham, or something. I'm like. the Berkhamstead Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> it does just feel though like we are at the start of the tournament now. I know we've still got to wait another four days. It starts on Friday, but it does feel pre like you know what I mean. Pre-game. Especially because we've had the last England friendly yeah, now last yeah. night, and it just sort of feels like we're all tournament ready. What did you make of England last night, Jim? I mean, yeah, it was like. <sighs> With any of these games, they're never going to be that scintillating, are they? Like, if you look back at kind of pre-tournament friendlies, they, they never mean anything. They're never really that much no. of an indication of how a team's going to do. So I'm trying to be sort of, you know, philosophical about how it was just a little bit kind of functional and flat. Uh, and also, you know, this it's, it's still not the team that's going to be playing in the Euros. So nowhere near. Yeah. That's the weird thing, isn't it? It's like it, it, the England team yesterday, like. If you're going to play three at the back, have a crack at that. Maybe yeah. give us a little inkling, but maybe he's just keeping his powder dry. Maybe he's keeping it on one the thing, down low. One thing we do know is who that final member of the 26-man squad is now. This morning, the FA announced that it's lovely Ben White. Yeah. Brighton ben and White. Hope Albion's Ben own. White. He's one of our own. He's made the England squad. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for him. He fully mm. deserves it as well. You know, when he got announced in the 33 and we all kind of like joked around a little bit about those extra players, like mm. kind of what's the point in a way because none of them are probably going to make it for, yeah. for this tournament. But for him to get his first call up only like a few days ago mm. and have actually made the squad is an incredible achievement for him. Yeah. An amazing moment, a great moment for the club as well. Um, and I think a little bit of credit as well has to go to Graham Potter because he's the one who's played him in all these different versatile positions throughout mm. the season. And Gareth mm. Southgate has obviously looked at that that's probably why he made the 33 because of his versatility. Yeah. And now, of course, we don't ever want to see a player get injured. And so unfortunate for Trent Alexander-Arnold after the year he's had that he now couldn't make the squad because of his thigh injury. But then it opens the door up for someone else. And I think Ben White has fully deserved to get that call up. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think Southgate probably didn't know who that last player was going to be until after the game yesterday. Mm. Hence Watkins mm. and Ward-Prowse featuring as well and, and you know various others. Um which which is interesting, but it does make you wonder if, about Harry Maguire's fitness, doesn't it? Like, if yeah. another centre back's coming in, yeah. mm. then it's. It, I think that's. I mean, this talk he might miss the whole group stage, which is, you know, it's pretty nuts. I mean, we did that with Wayne Rooney before, and it seemed more. It seemed a bigger deal because Rooney's of a higher profile. But it's like it's like, oh god, are we, <laughs> are we doing this again? I, th- I think him versus uh, Mings, the way that they play, but Mings plays very different, slightly more cagey football, I would say, for, from his position, and and, and White just looks like a more expansive, more interesting proposition. I I I think it's I think it's cracking. I would like to have seen a, a three. I think Trippier could have filled in, and and, and we could have seen what England may shape up as mm. uh, in in the uh, he could have deputised. I think, but uh, look, trusting Gareth, he's become everything an international manager Trust should be. He's a bit of, he's a bit of a he's a statesman. He's thoughtful. He's 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 a grown up in the room. He's not full of bombast. He's he's level headed, yeah. um, and I do think he is trying to stress test uh, Grealish to the yeah. point of injury <laughs> because he's going look nobody ever wants me to play Grealish well can he play two friendly matches yeah. that mean nothing you in a full 90 minutes seen can how he much do- people kick him I can't play him I can't play him because I need him I'm weirdly wait, I'm waiting until he gets kicked in the head and then yeah. he can't play but uh, yeah it was. I thought uh yeah, it, it, it's I, I the way that he's talking. I think Matt Ford made the point on uh, Five Live last night. I was in at six or six. He sort of said the way that uh, Southgate was talking about the introduction of uh, Rooney. I think it was, no, no, the introduction of Beckham uh, before before uh, and it was a Beckham and Hoddle on. Either way, there was a big sort of 
hoo-ha about uh, about introducing a player like a, a couple of matches in, into the uh, in, into the uh, tournament, and uh, Hoddle kind of did the same thing. So I think Gareth with uh, Grealish, he may he's probably mm. not going to start the first match. He will be coming off the bench. That's all he's been talking about. Players who can come off the bench and change uh, change games. So I don't think he's going to start personally. We're going to see a lot of that, I think, in this tournament, mm. like across the board, not just with England, just because you know the the amount of football that footballers have played this year there's going to have to be some squad rotation and management mm. even over a short tournament I think to get the best out of these squads and that is what they're there for isn't it but I yeah I just I, I cannot dampen my excitement even with a game that's not actually that mm. good I know <laughs> and we, we haven't seen half the players who are coming in I know, you know right? what I mean because of the, the, the Chelsea Manchester City thing do you think they could have got some minutes I know, like a lot yeah, of these the, these of games are, are to get, and, and certainly the other home nations have kind of used this to kind of give give players who haven't played this season uh, some minutes. Do you not think that we could have seen some we, some some players? We could have, but as you've just said about Gareth Southgate, he's he's measured. He's an adult mm. in the room. He, you know, he thinks things through. It's it's probably the smartest, safest move to just give those players that extra mm. rest. He's got the option, so he's taken it. You know, I mean, mm. saw what happened with Trent Alexander Arnold. You don't want to, no. you know, it could it, it could even be a difference of, of of one day's rest that you know stops someone from getting a muscle injury. So, mm. yeah, I think, it, I think it makes sense. Not even a missed penalty can dampen your excitement, eh? No. No? no. <laughs> what, was, what was Hendo doing, taking that penalty off Dominic Calvert-Lewin? He was sh- saying to Gareth, look, when it comes to a shootout <laughs> deep into the tournament, don't, don't have me in your five. Yeah. Don't kick me. <laughs> what is it about England and penalties, eh, Pete? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Do you really think of Hendo, Hendo as being their main kind of... Like a big no. penalty boy, he just comes on and goes. I'm here for one reason, one reason only: vibe, yeah. and I'm going to take this penalty. And he's, yeah, it was just, it was very bizarre. I like, certainly like, don't uh... think of him as a big penalty boy. No. <laughs> Roy Keane uh, had his opinion of him, didn't he? Yeah, basically said, "What's he? What's he what's there, he there for? for? Is he a cheerleader? Does he do card tricks? What? What's? What's he actually Pepe there Rain for?" Pepe Rain is very important, as we've said before on Does, the show. I, I do. <laughs> kind Does he do of... quizzes in the evenings? I mean, I'm a big fan of a quiz. I'm not over yeah, them like from lockdown. I'm kind of. Oh really? They, they, well, they went a bit. They got a bit annoying, didn't they? Yeah. yeah but then much. it's been a while now. I'm up for a quiz. But they've I'm come back though, and again. people have forgotten that that music rounds and sound rounds on Zoom just do not work. They echo. No. They don't yeah. work. It's just, just stop trying them. <laughs> I like a picture round personally on Zoom. Yeah, a, I do too. In a, mm. in a quiz, mm-hmm. I reckon Hendo would be good at those. <laughs> well, maybe that, maybe that is what he's there for. Then <laughs> I think, yeah, this, this is this is the real nubbin of it, isn't it? <laughs> I but did, it, was, I mean, it was weird though, wasn't it? Pulling rank and <laughs> missing the penalty. Yeah, no, you've it's got to score because like you're there for one reason only. You're, you're there to kind of like be the grown up and be like the the leader, and he just fucked it. Yeah, and also, I mean, like Dominic Calvert Lewin. <laughs> will play if there's an injury to Harry Kane. Yeah. He'll probably get minutes off the mm. bench. Let him score a goal. I know. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I spilled water on the iPad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just unplug it. Just How unplug it. There you go. There you go. Good night. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Whoopsie. You know what? This is how giddy we all are. I this is what I'm um, a kid. I'm doing the conquer cap. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, um, a cereal bar on the way to work, right. and I think there's a bit lodged in the back of my throat. So, so I you're just trying to clear it. You know when you feel like you might cough soon. Yeah. I yeah. thought let me stop that potentially happening. Mm. And have a sip of water, and, and then you uh, poured water on the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited about Dominic Calvert Lewin needing to score exactly. before yeah. you know the tournament, and, and um, now I've got water everywhere. The rhythm escaping. <laughs> yeah. You're that excited. We've got a lot of shots to do. Uh... <laughs> 
Can we, can we not have what on the iPad? <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. So we're going to have to bring Ben White in. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? So, yeah, DCL. I mean, exactly what you were saying, though, Jim, I think is where, before I got distracted, were you yeah. saying that a player like him be good to get on the score sheet before the tournament? Exactly. Right, because, you know, that's, he, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's, he's going to play. And, you know, that's what he's there for. You, you want to give him that little bit of wind in his sails. But no, no, old quiz boy. <laughs> Wanted to take the take it off of it. But yeah, I mean, what what do you think with with Kane saying that stuff though? Because ultimately, Jordan Henderson isn't going to be match fit, and no amount of hoping that he is going to be match fit will Mm. make him match fit. So, Mm. is it better to get ready for a plan that sort of doesn't include him? Yeah, like. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of see what it was King's bizarre. Saying. Yeah, no, it, it was. It, it, I think it was a bizarre uh, sort of penalty uh, choice, and, and I think Keane has made some pretty good points. <laughs> I mean, it's all, if he'd put it away, fine. That's yeah. a, a captain's performance. But <laughs> I mean, I guess we we don't know if he's going to be playing. Um, mm. it, it would be interesting to see if he, he plans to start him when he hasn't played so much football. Also, Marcus Rashford is is probably going to have foot surgery, isn't he? After after the mm. tournament, so mm. it's like. Like your foot can't be in, in a good way, can it? If it needs surgery, <laughs> surgery and you've yeah. still got to run around kicking stuff with it. I think it's not ideal. Yeah. I, I've I've enjoyed England's sort of directness in the, in these couple of friendly matches because they do frighten uh, people yeah. when they just really really run at them, and and that's something that uh, like you know you need your Rashfords to kind of stretch the play a little yeah. bit. That's why you need uh, you know. To be you, fair, you... I don't think Dominic Calvert-Lewin really needed to score that penalty in order to get himself motivated for the tournament because his dad is his biggest motivator. He sung World in Motion for him on a video call when he got his call up for the Euros. <laughs> when that was confirmed, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's dad is a legend. He is, because a lot of people would have gone with three lions. Nope. <laughs> not Dominic Calvert-Lewin's dad. <laughs> no, nope, not for him. World in Motion. Way more singable. Exactly. One of the few good football songs I would, I would argue. <laughs> oh, Pete Dawson. Yeah. Was that was really cleverly. That's why I was <laughs> off the mic. I was just popping it over to. <laughs> Oh, you, dear Lord. You've, you've dried me off and you've given it back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Pete. Johnson, drying people off. What, what a good start to the week this yeah. is. <laughs> this is the start of what will come for the Euros. Jules Breach's soggy iPad. <laughs> um, does anyone feel a bit sorry for James Ward-Prowse for not getting that place? Because yeah. he worked his absolute mm. socks off. Um, we know he always does. He does that for Southampton every single game, so it's no surprise. Um, and I think because of Trent Alexander-Arnold um, missing out and obviously being a bit of a dead ball specialist, it kind of seemed like the obvious replacement. Yeah. However, there are other players in the England squad that can do that. So mm. to have him just for that reason, it, I mean, I don't know what Gareth Southgate's reasoning is, but you know, we've got Mason Mount who can create yeah. a lot of chances from dead ball situations. Luke a... Shaw's pretty good yeah. from the, those um, those scenarios, and he's as played well. a lot of matches as well. Mm. Like, I, I, from what I saw from from, from these kind of preparatory uh, matches, I just sort of think like everyone looked a bit exhausted, but yeah. he didn't. He, I don't think he covered himself in, in not covered himself in glory, but he didn't play amazingly well. You know how up for it we all are. Mm-hmm. The players have got all to be up for it, even if they're even if they're shattered. Can you imagine? Can you like, you'd actually be so imagine? giddy with excitement? Actually, one thing I really want to see, and I say this before every tournament, and I make no apology for doing so, is I really, really want to see England at least in one of the games properly off the leash, just absolutely mm. going for it. As you say, like running at teams. Grealish on the pitch, like just make those it the Scotland excites. game. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's on my birthday. Is make it, it that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, do you remember? Everyone has incredible memories of England beating the Dutch four-one at Wembley in Euro '96. Like that period, 
it felt like England were Brazil 1970 and you couldn't believe your luck. And it, <laughs> those, those, like, those periods in matches make such precious memories mm. that stay with you and they're the sort of thing that make people love football. Like Generations of kids fall in love with football and stuff like that. And I just I really, really hope that we do get some of those periods because England have been conservative in the build-up and you hope that part of the plan is that you know they're, they're they're kind of saving it all up for a, to, to unbottle it when it really really matters. But you know we don't know if it will actually go that way. Well, it's a tough game to begin with, isn't it? Playing mm. Croatia in our first match on Sunday, but I've got high hopes as well. I'm feeling confident. Bring Johnston out uh, out for half time. <laughs> Bring him out, Johnston. 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 Yeah, he was decent last night, wasn't he? he made it a couple was, of good saves. Good. Yeah, I don't know if he's merited a, a, being brought on for the second half of the game against Croatia. <laughs> just, something, it, but, just look a bit weird, and so bring him out. For the yeah, why half. are they doing that? Shore it up. <laughs> <laughs> bring take Luke Shaw off. Bring yeah. him on. <laughs> Two um, goalkeepers on then. He was very good. So look, we're all excited about the Euros. And um, one thing we do need to touch on though from last night's game, and it is a bit annoying that we have to talk about this again, but it's a big talking point. And the players were booed once again as they took the knee before the match. Uh, Gareth Southgate and the players were strident in their support of it before the game, but it it doesn't seem to matter. And I just can't, mm. I can't get my head around how depressing it is that those fans in the stadium is probably likely to be their first time going back to watch a football match live. Mm. And they sit there and they decide that it's the right thing to boo the players who are playing for your national team before a game because they're taking a stand against racism. How depressing is that? I know. And especially you've got all these people making this kind of parroted whataboutery argument that, oh, they're booing the fact it's a political gesture and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's kind of, they're claiming that, they're booing a gesture because it's political. But if you take that at face value, and if you, you know, obviously a lot of the time when they say that, they're actually covering the fact that it's just racism. But if you take what they are saying at, t- at face value, they are, they are doing the same thing that the out and out racists are doing. They're going, look, we see that you're sending a message. We're going to disregard that message and boo the fact that you are sending a message. That's the best case scenario that they're claiming to claiming. And it's like, again, it's another example of privilege, isn't it? That you can just, you go, actually, no, we're going to disregard what you're saying. We don't care what you're saying. We're just going to boo that you're saying something. Mm. It's, it's just, it's kind of, it's just pathetic, really. And being, if you take a step back from it as well, um, because obviously every time that happens, you're disappointed and you mm. think, oh, for God's sake, like this is, it makes Not you again. angry. Mm. It's embarrassing um, for both football, as a football fan and, and as an English person. But doesn't it make the image even more powerful? It makes it so striking that this is what they're up against. This is mm. why they're taking the knee in the first place, because mm. th- this is, you can't even make a, a, a little gesture like that without it for some reason being controversial. And, if, we, you know, if you're booing the idea that people want to make society fairer and more inclusive, you have to you have to think about that. And we, booing we, the we, knee we, is, is it, you're effectively putting forward your support for the status quo and your support for inequality. And it, it, for so, you know, for some people not being deemed as as equal as others because of arbitrary things like the creed or or or, or, or skin color or even like status in society in some cases, it's like how can you boo Marcus Rashford? Mm. Like in, after what, in, after in, what in, he's after... done this this year, but and, and, like it, it will always be said unfairly in my view. Like uh, it, it's only some of the fans. Until it's none of the fans, it's all of the fans in yes. in, yeah. in my opinion. And. Um, like England supporters, I've, I've said it before. Like English supporters who attend games go home and away, 
have frequently shown themselves to be racist, and 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 they're and, and you can sort of say, oh, it's, it's only some of the fans. It's it's not some of those. But either way, if I was a black player playing for for England, and I, and and I I can't imagine what is going through their head right, heads mm. right now, I would feel very disillusioned at this point. What yeah. am I fucking playing for? What is the? Why am I putting myself at risk for injury for the thing that for the for the for the product that pays my pay packet? Why don't I just go back to my club where I'm I'm beloved by by everyone? Just like get fucked. Mm. Like it's just, it's it's tedious. So well done, lads. You did it. Yeah. Well done. With your England tattoos. Well yeah. done, you did it. You're booing, boo- kneeling in the front room, booing and telly. You get all these oh, people going, oh, wait, yeah, we're not people always fun. It. No, that's mainly funny. People, yeah. <laughs> people booing in front of their telly yeah. and pathetic. trying to get it trending on Twitter. Yeah. What, what what are you expecting to achieve out it's, of that? I think when, when people boo balance. when people boo on the in in the stadium though, I do think they're of their little willies. I do think of their little willies. Yeah. <laughs> flapping I don't around. want flapping to think of their, their little willies. Alright, well you don't have to, but I do. But I think of their little flaccid little willies. And it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> While they're doing boo, boo boo, their little willies are sat there. Just yeah. just these little <laughs> silly willies. <laughs> That's a way of looking silly, at it, isn't it? That's silly little racist willies. So I do think of that every about. time it every time it happens, you know, in the tournament because it's bound to, isn't yeah. it? It's weird as well, isn't it? Like, oh no, we're not booing you because of the colour of your skin. We're booing you because of your political allegiances, and actually, we don't think politics should be in football. It's like you're, you're, you're still booing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're literally Stop still booing. booing. Me, please. What are you booing for? Yeah, idiots. Um, well, look, let's hope that one day this all stops, and I know the, the players will continue to make a stand against racism and good for them for continuing to do so. Um, Final thing on England before we move on. Um, Gareth Southgate said he has that one decision, one final decision to make on his starting 11 for England's opener against Croatia on Sunday. I wonder how the players must Mm. be feeling. I wonder how the 10 feel I wonder whether they know they're starting or whether they mm. think, oh, am I am I or am I not? Do you reckon they know? Do you reckon, who do you think oh, there's yeah, that? Wonder. Like no likey, no lighty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Someone's yeah. going to get pushed in a pool. A jeopardy in there, isn't there? I don't, is that a good thing or a bad thing for a squad? I don't know. I reckon it will be whether or not he's going to start Henderson. That, that's, my, <laughs> you reckon? that's my guess. I reckon after last night, he knows. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Pete? Who's that one player? It's Grealish, isn't it? It's yeah. Grealish, isn't it? <laughs> Grealish or... I've told you, he's trying to ruin it. Exhaust him, but he, he's not exhausted. Well, it might be Grealish or Foden, and that's a tough one to be fair, isn't it? That's a really difficult decision to make. Yeah, you'd want Foden in there, wouldn't you? <laughs> do you play, how do you not play them both? How do you not start them both right now? For this... me, that's who you start. But maybe Grealish is the way that he's kind of equipped himself incredibly well over the past couple of friendly matches. He's that player you need in the in the uh, in the knockouts, like the kind of mm. guy who's going to win you a free kick, going to win you a penalty. Because he did some lovely penalty winning yesterday. Yeah, he did, he did. didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Winning the games are so good, isn't he? He's just exciting. I'm so mm. excited. Um, let's Fun. touch on the other home nations then. Um, Scotland beating Luxembourg last night by a goal to nil. Luxembourg went down to 10 men. They actually went down to 10 men after half an hour and Scotland had scored the goal before that, so they actually did pretty mm. well, Luxembourg, not yeah. to concede any more. I Jay love that Adams from with Scotland as well. Like, yeah. We got the goal, they're down to 10 men. Let's <laughs> shut up shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just two defeats in 16 for the Scots now. Um, and look, they're so, they. I mean, if we're excited, can you imagine if there was a Scottish person sat in the studio right now, Jim? Yeah. Because it's their first like major we, tournament. Like we, Peter Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> first major tournament for so long and they must be absolutely buzzing, Pete. Oh, they're, they're a solid Premier League elite level uh, side and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people and I think they're certainly going to surprise England when they play them. I am absolutely shitting my britches. Yeah, the, uh, I've not really thought about how much he's kind of riding on that. 
It's going to be lose to Scotland at a tournament <laughs> at Wembley. They are they are very left sided, but they are very good at the moment, and they they, they can't be as profligate. They can't be as uh, as wasteful or depraved as they were in this match. They've got mm. they've got to put them away. But uh, you know, Luxembourg are a decent side these days. You know what England need to do in the Scotland game? They need to make sure they play Ben White because here's a little stat <laughs> for you. Here's a little stat: when a when a Brighton player has played for England, we've got a hundred percent record. Wow. Never right. lost. Now, how many matches is that? Not many. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not many, many Pete, but it's still a stat. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to hold on to it as long as it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be an exciting time for Scotland fans as well. What about the Wales fans ever since their last Euros competition, which was phenomenal? Yeah. Um, mm. Their final match before the tournament, nil-nil against Albania, but they had the fans at the Cardiff, Cardiff City Stadium, nice, six and a half yeah. thousand of them. They were absolutely loving it. I think the winner was the referee who <laughs> kind of kept everyone on the field, which is a real achievement. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it's all about game time for, for, for the Welsh squad, obviously. I think Nick, Nick Williams has uh, played more matches for Wales than he has for Liverpool this season, something mad like that. So it's all about getting them uh, ship shape. But uh, yeah, I think the Euros is going to be a lot of very exhausted players. I've said it before. It's going to be a weird tournament, but it's going to be a lot of cagey, cagey football. And this is this was a really good example of of that, I think. Mm. And the and the players and, and the teams who really sort of go out and and and, and to win uh, matches um, are going to leave themselves shot at the back. So I think there's going to be a lot of nil nils in this tournament. I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned how little or football Nico Williams has played. Defenders <laughs> don't want to defend. They're just knackered. They're, all, they're, they're just cramping up. A lot all of over teams the place. are all whites in yeah. Ben Whites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the. But, as you touched on with Nico Williams there, I mean, he's going to be fresh for the tournament, isn't he? So mm. actually that could go to to their advantage. <laughs> yeah, we'll, but you we'll could be fresh for the tournament because he said he put in loads of uh, extra training sessions at Liverpool mm. uh, at the end of the season because he's not, obviously he's, he's, um, he's second in command in that particular position. But yeah, I would be a bit annoyed if I was like a Liverpool coach. Go, what am I training you for? I'm training you for, yeah. for, for, for Wales. I don't get extra for this. <laughs> you, you know, you, you joke about players getting injured um, because of how tired they all are for the mm. tournament. There also could be a situation where COVID could affect squads coming into the Euros as well or even during the competition itself. I don't know whether you heard about the Spain team but Sergio Busquets tested positive and is ruled out for the rest of the senior squad. So the under-21s have actually been called up to play their game against Portugal tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Sorry, to play their game against Lithuania tomorrow which is... Right. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I'd rather play Lithuania than Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You could get an entire... I wonder whether that could happen. Like, what actually happens if an entire squad gets wiped out by COVID during the Euros? Yeah. And then they're only 21 to get the semis. You know, what? What? Does get to play? What happens? There must be a protocol in place. I don't don't, don't know what it is, but maybe it would be this. Could you imagine if England go out to an under-21 team? (laughs) Well, imagine if, like, the Iceland under-21. There might be certain... (laughs) There might be certain teams that have really decent under 20 yeah. so I go, and the manager's going well these aren't operating for me uh, yeah. can everyone lick like the banisters and stuff <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they've got to be so careful one slip and, like we're at the position where we've had we, we've had these Covid uh, kind of situations for such a long time and, 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 and players have to be so careful we've had a year and a half of this so like yeah. people are going to start to get complacent and this yeah. it only takes one binary one or zero kind of you've either got it or you haven't to decimate an entire squad and you can't play in the Euros it's incredible mm. Adama Traor is going to have his arms covered in alcohol gel. <laughs> Never mind his baby oil. Oh, I mean, can you imagine? That would be quite <laughs> imagine, something. Imagine like, if, like, if just every squad gets it. Like it just goes through it. Like, <laughs> just the later on into the tournament you get, like the more likely yeah. it is that yeah. you know, if, you're going to have Chilling. teams coming into contact with each other. So. Mm. 
Oh. Piss off, COVID. Uh, let's <laughs> hope like not. It. We all want to be in the pub, especially for that England-Scotland game. All right, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, some absolute batshit crazy stuff from CONCACAF. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Bernie Katz was fun, he was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything. My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language and wild attire. Always in a leopard skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. I know, it's a character. I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out. Everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London. The late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city, and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross Station. Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Groucho Club, is found dead by his landlord. I said to him, what happened? You know, and he said, we are not talking about it. And yes, there have been the rumours. We've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically? That he was murdered. His relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Bernie came down, there was a car far from. Guy blows his dad's head off. They were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential nest of vipers that I think the Groucho had become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes. When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head. I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 worth of debt with the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt. The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe. I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong. Bernie, 
Who Killed the Prince of Soho? Listen now. A Stack Production, available wherever you get your podcasts. I read something, uh, some, some quote from uh, the worst manager in the history of the Premier League, um, Frank De Boer, uh, seven matches, seven defeats, zero goals, where he was saying that uh, it's not good for Marcus Rashford to have a, a coach like me. If he was coached by Frank, he would learn how to lose uh, because he lost every game. Oh, <laughs> no need. Absolutely no need. Nasty. You know, one good thing about Jose Mourinho is he has actually said he thinks England can win the Euros, and he said, and so should you. You should believe it. You you, should believe it. Did you see that um, Talkspot, uh, for their Euro uh, coverage, they've got everyone covered in yellow custard for some fucking reason. Gunge. Gunge. They've got gunged. gunged? Uh, Why are they being gunged? (laughs) Whatever they might be wearing. Whatever they might be wearing, they're getting gunged. People will pay good money to see that. All right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I don't understand why they've gunged everyone. Jose Mourinho did not get gunged. He thought, fuck off, you're not gunging me. You're not gunging me. I'm the big daddy. I I do the gunging. Do you remember that video of him like, Tripping over a um, tripping over a, um, like a snail. No, uh, what, are those, what are, the, Speed what are they bump. called? You, you Dead get them outside the club. The, 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 the um, oh, the, the club. Oh, the ropes. Ropes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, the, right. He tripped over a club. The rope, VIP didn't he? rope. <laughs> yeah, you just know if he could buy that footage and destroy it, he would. There's no way he's getting voluntarily gummed. That's not good for the brand, is it? Oh, you're listening to the football ramble. It's a Monday. We're building up to the Euros. We're all buzzing. It's Jules, Pete, and Jim here. And now it's time for this. I I want to hear a man on a train playing that on an accordion. Alex Christian, that is horrible. Wonderful. I liked it. I liked it. It was wonderfully chaotic. A a mix of a previous one, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I believe so. How far can this go? How extreme can it get? (laughs) It sounds like uh, Mulligan on a hair. Do you remember the um, Vicaries and Bob Mortimer character? Yes. I'm not saying I'll forget you, but please remind me of your name. <laughs> My memories have gone and left me since I became insane. <laughs> little, little song oh, down there. Jim, what you got for us? So we've got a number of emails all about the same thing. This first one is from <laughs> Stephen Dewar. I think I'm, I'm going to mispronounce that. Um, I love this pattern of thought, by the way. Yeah. So the, oh, they're all from Stephen. Mm. First email says, hey, I know you guys are sleeping, but please do a few minutes on the USA-Mexico <laughs> CONCACAF Nations League final. Second email. I sent an email earlier, but this game keeps on getting more and more ridiculous. Please cover. Thanks. Third email. Two VAR pens in extra time. This is nonsense. Please cover. It's at. Absolutely crazy what happened. It was was like spring break on the pitch, off the pitch. It was insane. And the referee was essentially Wayne Lineker. (laughs) (laughs) He was having the best time. He's got to do something. His clubs are closed. (laughs) Um, Let me summarise in case you missed it. USA beat Mexico 3-2 in the CONCACAF Nations League final. Pulisic with an absolute banging penalty Mm. in extra time despite various bits of Mexico shithousery. After... Uh, well, after the 90 minutes, all of this stuff happened. There was a fight, a fan running onto the CBS TV studio set, which was actually within the stadium while they were live. A referee signalling for the VAR penalty to the USA uh, in the most extraordinary fashion. 
Think Mike Dean times 10. Yeah. Gio Reyna getting hit with a bottle thrown by a fan uh, amongst the Pulisic celebrations. Gio Reyna was on the bench, by the way, when that happened. VAR giving Mexico a penalty and the US subkeeper, Ethan Horvath, saving it. Clint Dempsey, who was on punditry in blacked out shades and a camouflage tuxedo, <laughs> one of my highlights. Yeah, I mean. um, Stephen Dow also added, didn't he, Jim? Mexico's Herving Lozano's nicknamed Chucky because he used to hide under teammates' beds in junior football. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. That is weird. <laughs> Babadook. What's going on over there? What a mental game. That's great. That is great. Uh, More of it, see. please. The way that the referee just went, bang! Penalty. Yeah. He like threw the... Like a really theatrical baseball ref, yeah. wasn't it? He's like he threw through the penalty like a grenade. <laughs> it's penalty time. <laughs> it was so dramatic, wasn't oh, I it? I love it. Love it. Really enjoy it. International football's brilliant, isn't it? It's just brilliant. And we're about to have so much of it and I can't wait. <laughs> what about the fan running onto the TV? Just... Set? It was quite extraordinary. I mean, Kate, who is the host, Kate Abdo, looked absolutely terrified. Yeah. As, as she be, should have you been. Would be. Lardy. I want to know who the who the geezer was that actually attacked the fan, like grabbed him, and was like, "You get down there." Yeah, he sort of he falls out quick, of view, wasn't he? he? Well, I think yeah. it was a security guard, and the guy just sort of went, "Oh, I'm going to get beaten up here." <laughs> it's like when uh, when wrestling fans run in the ring because they know for a fact if a wrestler gets older, you're going out the back and you're getting filled in. <laughs> so he just went, "I'll do it," and then I'll run away. See you later. <laughs> I mean, Clint Dempsey, to be fair, in that coverage, he he found it all quite amusing but mm. I mean what what do you think of his outfit the Jim? outfit a camouflage tuxedo is, 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 a, is an amazing ready for war he yeah. actually pulls but, like, what he pulls kind it off. of war like, he actually pulls like he actually it actually looks good the juice is going to do that though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah I mean, the juice is going to juice what sort of evening are you preparing for <laughs> in a camouflage tuxedo yeah like, <laughs> what goes through your mind when you think I'm going to I'm going to wear I'm going to buy that yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm actually going to buy that and I'm actually going to wear it because I buy a lot of shit and I think mm. actually you know what I'm not going to wear that that was right. a bit I was I was feeling a bit bold that day yeah, but he actually decided what's the, what's to wear it what's the worst it? thing is it the worse than a camouflage thing? tuxedo oh yeah, yeah I, bought okay. some, I bought some shockers before <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> they get returned. I actually stopped buying clothes this year because I just spent so much money on clothes last year. <laughs> in, the, lockdown, in, the, yeah. in, in the lockdown, where you just wanted, the, you know, the doorbell to ring and you go, "Oh, I hope it's chosen me." It's like a sort of cargo <laughs> cop. But I was getting to the point where it's like, "Do I need a poncho? Maybe I could get a dueling glove." I was like, "No, I need to take a step back from this." <laughs> no camo jackets in no, those no. deliveries. No, no, none actually. Maybe I should get a camouflage tuxedo. You should get like a, a group uh, sort of Depop uh, account. You sell all your old stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. Oh, what a game, though. That was absolutely nuts. Cracking. We love it. Um, also, some awards happened. We've had the PFA Awards now, finally. Last week, when we were uh, revealing everyone's predictions, pre-season ones, we were talking about who actually is the player of the season. We couldn't actually figure out whether they announced it. They've taken their time, haven't they? They really have. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, finally we know. So, KDB, Kevin De Bruyne and Fran Kirby were named the Players of the Year. Lauren Hemp and Phil Foden won the Young Player of the Season Awards. Um, Foden also got the Young Players Award from the Premier League, Ruben Dias won Premier League Player of the Year award as well. And Pep Guardiola won the Manager of the Year award. I mean, basically City won everything. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Fran Kirby in that list, they all play for Manchester City. Well, Hempor, Hempor as I call her, uh, she scores good, so many she? different kinds of goals. A dink, a chip, a header, a looping header. There's so many different kinds. A looping dink. It's like you couldn't sort of say dinky. there is a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of goals... Eric Lamella won the award for goal of the season with that amazing Rabona. He did. Lovely. That was good yeah, against was your pretty, boys, Arsenal. Pretty sweet. And I could enjoy it because we won. So, <laughs> You enjoy Bergkamp against Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking um, of Arsenal. Sorry, Jim. Speaking yeah. of Arsenal. Emmy Buendia 
You didn't get him. No. He's gone to Aston Villa. I mean, what a signing this is for Villa. It is a Villa. brilliant signing I think this is, this is a top... When I saw this over the weekend, I thought, what a, what a good signing mm. that is. I mean, I think Norwich were really fortunate that he didn't move on last year when yeah. they yeah. got relegated because that was what everyone was expecting, really. And he's been sensational again this season, um, obviously getting them promoted as champions. It was always kind of expected that him and maybe Todd Cantwell would possibly move on. He's obviously made his move now. He's going to Villa. It's a, I think it's a fucking brutal. Oh, I really swore then. I got a bit excited. You nearly swore. You did swear. I actually yeah. did swear. Sorry. <laughs> That's I, all right. I, I was it's like, fine. do I swear here or not? It's all right. Yeah, you can do I, that. I got a bit excited, fucking matter. What people know and want. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I censor myself? I don't know. Then? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked at Pete and thought you were my dad. And I was like, <laughs> Um, You're not on telly now. I know. Very good signing. That's all I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah. And I think Villa are very lucky to have him. Yeah, I think Why actually, have Arsenal screwed this up? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you never know how kind of um, how real and in, interesting a player is, do you, behind the scenes? Because players have got their, their own list of targets. And But, he, you know, he was, Wendy was linked to Arsenal for a long, long time. So I would, I would mm. think there's definitely something to it. And it is disappointing to miss out on him. All, all I can think it is, is that apparently Arsenal matched the terms. So he... Clearly, he just thinks he's going <laughs> to achieve more Joe of Villa. Villa. But oh, like, no. I mean, Villa, actually, they made such great signings last year. They were really, really canny, and they absolutely nailed that aspect of, of, of their, mm. their summer. The difference um, is, though, they were very late signings. They this were. time, they've gone early, which is huge. Well, they've got, they've got very wealthy owners, haven't they, Villa? And they clearly mean business, and they're going about it really, really cleverly, and, and they're, just, they're, they're in a really good period. And, I mean... Grealish on one side, Wendy on another. That is that. That is just I mean, chance creation this, this could, boulevard, isn't this it? Could, like, that is, <laughs> yeah. This could kickstart the entire market, though. You know, no one was expecting for anybody to spend any money. Thirty-three is a pretty thirty-three with yeah, a possible a forty on, not on top, but up to forty is pretty mm, decent. It mm. is. It's a lot of money. The, the the one good thing about who I think actually Ben White got Brighton's Player of the Season, and look, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I personally think Isbasuma has probably been our best player of the season, but. Fair play to Ben White, obviously getting his call up to the England squad as well. And he has been brilliant for us. But the one good thing with Yves Basuma being linked with Arsenal is it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's talk of going to Liverpool as well. Like, this is the problem. If you, don't have, if you don't have European football like, uh, and, and you are in a bit of a kind of you know death spiral, um, it's harder to attract players. Mm. So, I mean... Uh, it's not you really know, a death spiral, is it? The... It's that little maze and screwball scramble where you're not really sure which end you're going to come out <laughs> yeah. of and both ends are bad. Purgatory. Purgatory. It's, it's, it's purgatory. Premier League purgatory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal are going to have to sort of look at like maybe they are going to have to look at players in the Championship and 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 younger players from 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 Scotland. Maybe they've got to be a bit canny with the um with the transfer market, and they've tried to be that, and it hasn't Buy worked. Some young and that's really scary. <laughs> yeah, that used to work. Didn't it? Let's do that. Get back to that. What about Spurs? What's going on with them and finding a new manager? Because when Antonio Conte was linked, I was thinking this is actually, actually, I thought pretty could be a pretty good move for them. Yeah, uh, it's all been called off now, though, Pete. It's like a big bag of crisps, and it, and it looks like it's full of crisps. The Levy, uh, Levy. <laughs> See, I do that. As well. I sometimes Levi. Levi, Levi, Levy. I don't struggle Levy. with the the actor Daniel Levy. <laughs> no, Levy. <laughs> but when it comes to Daniel Levy, Le- Le- Daniel Spurs, Daniel Spurs, Daniel Spurs. His uh, wall chest is very much like a, a big bag of crisps. You open it, and it's just full of air. Yeah. There's three crisps in it. It's like, <laughs> oh, I wasn't promised. I was promised much more than this. Everyone's taking the piss out of them about this, but mm. I actually think it might be a mature decision. They explored it, and obviously. 
Conte would cost them too much money, money mm. which they don't have, and their values and ambitions probably don't quite align. They, they they want him to develop young players, and people are like taking the piss out of them for wanting the manager to develop young players. That's a mm. that's a good thing, isn't it? It's like there's there is nothing wrong with admitting that something isn't the right fit. I think mm. that's what has happened here. Uh, were... You've got to explore it if Conte's available, and if it doesn't yeah. quite fit, then fair enough. Does anyone need to know about it necessarily, though? I mean, it doesn't need to be leaked. It's I mean, hard it? to stop that now, yeah. isn't it? They just went for John Carver to uh, leave the Scotland setup. That's Shh. why they just—he's <laughs> he's had many offers for the continent. Just get, just get Nuno in. Sure, am I the only one that can see this? Like, what is happening? Yeah, it's a bizarre one, isn't it? Because you—you you would have thought that when Nuno and Wolves decided that they were going to part ways, that there had to be a reason behind that. Yeah. Obviously not, because otherwise that would be announced by now. It may I don't know I don't really know what's going on there. I'm it half seems a bizarre situation. Like, to, to like for Nuno to announce you're like I've started a band and I'm just gonna concentrate <laughs> on my music. So see you later. I wonder what it means in terms of the Tottenham stars like the likes of Harry Kane and his future and whether he would have actually preferred something to be in place before the Euros started. Mm. So that I don't even know if it makes a difference mm. to Harry Kane who the manager is next or not, but You'd have thought that Tottenham would want to secure this before. I don't know why I see it as like when the Euro starts, everything else around it stops. But yeah. it does. No, I know feel, what you mean. Though it does feel like you want you want that security. Something. You don't want uncertainty <laughs> you know hanging I mean? over the Euros, yeah. do you? Or that, that period of time where everyone's going to be really busy and you can't really get anything done. But I don't think it's going to convince Harry Kane to stay if you know an ambitious manager's coming and they've gone. Oh no, sorry, you're too ambitious for us. <laughs> mm, so true. Oh guys, I'm sweating in here. It's been it's a hot one today, isn't it? Mm. Pour some more water on the iPad. Oh, no. <laughs> cool it down, mate. Have a swear. Oh. <laughs> Have a nice cooling swear. We're, we're all off to the pub now. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Who, who do you think is going to get the messiest later? Me. You, you reckon you? Yeah. Falling into a canal again? Probably. <laughs> yeah, keep me away from those, actually, everybody. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, there is a new Ramble Meets available out today as well. And uh, frankly, it's with one of the best players of all time, you're going to love listening to this. Andy caught up with Athar Mateus to look ahead to Germany's chances at Euro 2020 and so much more as well. Sorry, Lothar Lo- Mateus. That is, in- I, that I, is have, one. That is wonder- no, you didn't say. No, I'm just saying what? that's an amazing. Yeah. What, what a got. guess. Lothar Mateus. What a got. It's incredible, isn't it? It's huge. How far we done come. <laughs> um, so make sure you go over to Ra- Football Ramble Presents, hit subscribe, give it a listen. Tomorrow, Marcus is going to be in his element he's going to be building up to the euros i know how excited he is uh he's gonna be with andy and pete good luck on the hangover tomorrow <laughs> enjoy that one to non-drinkers and me yeah <laughs> lovely you, you have taken that bullet pete. <laughs> we all appreciate it congratulations see you soon guys Ta-ta. the football ramble is a stack production and part of the acast creative network 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.